Panchakalpa Trubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhebhacha Patitanam Padanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha I hope that's coming through. Uh, we're resuming our classes here in the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 11, Chapter 28, which is called Snana Yoga. Uh, we had a bit of a break. I was writing an essay on the Temple of the Vedic Planetarium, which turned out to be very long and complicated, which you shall see fairly soon. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, so I've finished with that and now we're resuming and we've gotten up to text number 20 in Canto 11 chapter 28 um, and uh, I think I should go back a little bit for a little review so we can all remember this is a fairly complicated chapter because it's Janana Yoga and it deals with the topics of Vedanta. So there's kind of a cerebral approach to things here. Uh, so uh, we've gotten up to 20. Let me just review. Um, uh, look, look, uh, uh, if you go to text 17, uh, uh, although the false ego it's, it's been describing now the, the living entity. Uh, uh, well, look at text 16. The living entity who falsely identifies with his body, senses, life, air, and mind. That's a nice uh, little uh, group of... Uh, <laughs> this one big Sanskrit com <laughs> compound. Uh, so that's what we identify with, our body, our senses, our life air, uh, the mind, uh, the subtle body, uh, uh, and who dwells within these coverings. Uh, so we are covered with all these things. Uh, Shakespeare refers to it, the mortal coil. <laughs> we shuffle off the mortal coil. Except at the time of death, we don't shuffle off but part of the mortal coil and we take the rest of it with us. <laughs> and uh, so we take birth again, take another gross body, but we keep the subtle body. Liberation actually means liberation from the subtle body. So to hear you're not your body is, for a lot of us, good news, but to hear you're not your mind is even better news. <laughs> the enemy within. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so the living entity who falsely identifies with his body, senses, life, air, and mind, and who dwells within these coverings, assumes the form of his own materially conditioned qualities and work. He is designated variously in relationship to the total material energy, and thus under the strict control of supreme time, he is forced to run here and there within material existence. You have to remember that we are embedded in a network, and that when I do something simple like move my hand, there's devas involved in that. There's all the, 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 the idea of a universal form is that there's a cosmic organism and we're like cells in that cosmos, like there's cells in my body. And actually, be, when you say something is an organic unity, unit, it means that the whole is at least as, as unified as its parts. So uh, my, my whole body uh, and my cell, if you take a cell in my body, it's very, it's very unified, it's working together, one part, every part is affected. Uh, and the whole body is also quite unified. People are startled to find out how unified the body is. That's the nature of an organism. So, if, if there's a universal form, it means the whole cosmos is as unified say, as my body. 
is 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 unified, uh, and so I'm embedded in that way. And there's Davis. I think of the system of Davis. There are thirty-three koti. Uh, uh, a koti uh, is a, what they say in India, a crore, and that's a hundred. Uh, a hundred thousand, right? Yeah. There are 330 million demigods. Prabhupada always says 33 million, but actually if it's a crore, it's 330 million demigods. And I once personally asked Prabhupada, if Krishna is so powerful, why does he need so many demigods to run the universe? <laughs> and Prabhupada just looked at me and he said, you don't know how to run a universe. Which is true. <laughs> he had me there, but I didn't care. You know, he could. But that—that's his system. His system is that the universe, uh, over and over again, the whole fifth canto describes the universe uh, as the universal form. And there's uh, in the second and third canto there's five descriptions of that, the universal form. So that's one, one manifestation of, of, of the Lord. And so we're embedded in that, that organism. Uh, we're, 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 we're part of it. We're part of the system uh, that's there. So everything that we do is being uh, the, whole, the whole universe is in some ways involved. So there's devas uh, for the eyes. You know, there, 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 there's a system. If you, if you look at how the universe comes about, there's a hankara, uh, which, which is here described in this verse, or in the next verse, rather, as a mulam, without root. <laughs> uh, our false identification of self is, 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 is illusory. But there's actually a very subtle... Uh, form of material nature which is called ahankara and then that ahankara uh, this and uh, one thing you see from this process of creation in the Bhagavatam is that the universe is made for the living entities we are not a sort of accidental thing that popped out of nothing or dead matter but actually it's made for the universes so this false ego, this ahankara, then becomes manifest in three forms. It's in sattva, goodness, in, in rajas, passion, and then in ignorance. And then out of the ahankara in sattva, uh, the, 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 the mind becomes evolved. It goes from subtle to gross. And, and that's why subtle things are more powerful than gross things. If you say subtle, we would say less apparent to our senses, and gross means more apparent to our senses. And so subtle things are the most powerful. Uh, that's why, for example, of, among the, the elements, well, that, well, false ego, ahankara, is divided into sattva, rajas, and and, and Thomas, and from false ego in, in, in sattva, there comes out manas, the mind, and uh, the devas. The whole system of the devas and the mind itself are all coming out of sattva guna. If none of these, yeah, so th th that's, and that system is called adidaiva. You get deva, and then daiva means having to do with the devas, and then then this prefix a d h i adhi deva, not adi but adhi. It's, it's a aspirated. It's a d h rather than a d, and, and, and adi meaning the beginning, but adi a d h adi daiva adhi daiva means sort of having to do with the devas, the topic of the category of. Uh, Devas is Adhidaiva. Because Krishna, uh, Arjuna asks about this in the Bhagavad Gita. What is Adhidaiva? What is Adhyatma? What is Adhibhuta? 
he asks about these things, Krishna, in the eighth chapter, at the end of the seventh chapter. Krishna mentions it at the end of the seventh. And then, so this is the Adidaivas, the mind and the devas. And then of Ahankara in passion, uh, you get buddhi. Uh, uh, and then you also have the two categories of senses. I would call them instruments, instruments of, of action, uh, eating, hands, legs, genitals, uh, instruments of evacuation, anus and all that, that's, that's the karmindriya, and then the ganindriya, uh, the senses of uh, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching and smelling. Uh, that's the, those. Those all come out of passion. Prana is also it's a it's a form of air, but it's it's a special form, and so it's also this living energy or prana, vital air. Our bo- bodies are pneumatic machines, uh, and they run by air. They're operated by air, and then there's buddhi also is false ego and passion. False ego and ignorance uh, in tamas, then you get the subtle elements and the gross elements. Uh, the subtle elements, and, and then they evolve. The, the Mahabhuta is starting with sound, shabda. Starts with sh- sound, which is the subtlest, less perceptible to your senses, right? And that's called a Mahabhuta. Uh, but the, really, the first gross element, they're called the tanmatras. The word tanmatra means merely that. <laughs> and the first one is akash. The sound, the subtle element, the mahabhutas, sound appears, and then akasha, space, shows up. And you get to, you get to treat elements like this in their subtle form, in like modern quantum physics, <laughs> you know, and nobody can think of it hardly because they're so far removed from our, our, our gross, you know, what is actually space. Space, empty space is nothing. Well, it takes pages and pages of mathematics and quantum mechanics just to describe empty space where nothing is happening. So it's not nothing. And that's what we mean by subtle. But subtle things are more powerful. So the things that are that we start with our gross senses and try to work up to the subtle, and it gets more and more elusive as we get more and more in, into trying to find out what's really going on. And, and nobody really knows what's happening. You know, anyway, so anyway, then you get the gross elements. Uh, sound uh, and then the objects of the uh, uh, sound uh, and then space and then there's the uh, the objects of the sense of touch sparsa that uh, and then this this there's that sense of touch which is over in the passion side uh, the skin and then then also the gross element air form and fire form because you then vision becomes possible and form, colors, and so on, shapes, then taste and water, and then finally uh, odor. So that that's that's what our things are composed of. Composed of. So there there's a, a, a deva for every one of these things. So when my body is moving, the, the devas somehow or other they are able to. That's the controlling system. So we we are re- we are really prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, in Krishna consciousness, we have access to the the root of the matter and the person who runs the devas. And and if you want to become enlightened, uh, Krishna can say to a deva, you know, show this person this, show this person that. You know, so things happen. There's a pattern to what seems to be accidents, and, you know. 
Krishna is in charge of timing and all those kind of things happen. Anyway, so that 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 that's our situation in, in the, the this earth, and this situation has been studied by people who know how to study this. Uh, oh, by the way, if you want to know how the world works, th think of yoga cities. They're described in the eleventh canto in, in, in great detail, uh, and you know the whole. Uh, yoga Sutras. This is most the bulk of it's concerned with the yoga cities, and this is where people can like what the Christians call a miracle. Like Jesus walks on water, that's a miracle. They think it violates the laws of nature. It's not. It's it's Lagima City, making yourself light, and it doesn't violate the laws of nature at all. So Prabhupada defined miracle. Miracle means you don't know how it's done. So I've told the story before that we were one time in our early days in Mayapur uh, shaving by a water pump <laughs> with hot water coming out. <laughs> and you know, in the twilight, <laughs> it's a dawning twilight trying to get, you know. And this, this, this washerman comes by and one devotee had brought this thing that just come on the market of a self-heating shaving cream. Uh, and we know what happens, you know, when I saw a self-heating self shaving cream, it was a gimmick, but, but you know, you have a, you squirt the, you shake it up and you squirt the thing and the screen comes out in your, ha in your hand, the shaver, you know, comes out and then it gets hot. You know, and I knew this from high school chemistry. Okay, there's two chemicals that come together. There's an exothermic reaction, and heat produces heat. I, you know, we all knew that. And at least most of us did. <laughs> <laughs> so the, we, we're kind of laughing about it, you know, and trying it out, stuff like that. And this washerman comes by, and he comes to see what we're laughing about. And the devotee tells him, hold out your hand. And the washerman holds out his hand. He squirts the shaving cream in his hand. And it gets hot. And the, the washerman looks up at the devotee and goes, Bhagavan! Bhagavan! <laughs> it was a miracle. <laughs> so miracle means you don't know how it's done. So the, the, these yoga cities, these yoga powers, those are how the devas work. If there's a Prapti city, we'll get to the glass. If there's Prapti city, that means I can reach here, reach out my hand, pick up rose growing in a garden in Mayapur and hand it to you. How did that work? How did I do it? Obviously, my hand didn't, you know, go uh, follow the arc of a great circle on a sphere like a jet airplane and go to, you know. But somehow or other, this space and the space in Calcutta were made contiguous. They, they folded, they came together, and I picked it up, handed it to you. So I could fold space. It's a little minor city. So, but the universe is foldable by people who know how to do it. And they fold it, and the rest of us, it's not folded for us. Anyway, so I just, just, how much do we know? If the yoga cities are, are, are not miracles, but just the powers that, that certain people have, you can do it. Uh, that, that, that's... That's what the Bhagavatam is telling us. And, you know, you, 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 you can get those powers. You don't even have to worship God to get them. But you have to do, be very austere and concentrated and, you know, anyway. So, uh, this is the world we actually live in and we're clueless about. I'm interested in this topic, of course, because I'm interested in the Vedic planetarium and the concept of God that's shown there, the universal form. And people say, wow, it's not like the world that we see. And when somebody objected to Prabhupada, something Prabhupada was saying, but we haven't seen it. And Prabhupada said, what have you seen? The inside of your mother's womb. But keep that in mind. 
So anyway, so these explanations here, this is this is what's going on about our uh, our situation. We are dwelling within these coverings, and we're getting a map. We, I, what we, how much do we have to know? We have to know enough to go back to Godhead. And you may get some other yoga cities, you know, that may show up or not show up. But uh, this is that's our main main job. You'll, we can find our way through the material energy, and we can start to see things the way Krishna sees them, as much as he wants us to know. And as much as we need to know to do our service, uh, we'll see these things. So this is our situation in the material world. We identify with the body, the senses, the prana, the manas. These are coverings that cover us. Uh, This is what we are not. Uh, We're designated variously in relation to the total material energy or 8,400,000 forms of life that are given in the Puranas. And we're forced to run here and there in the material world. Uh, then it says, the, uh, this, uh, we falsely identify ourselves with all these things. It says in text 17, it is a mulam without a root. Uh, uh, so in that, that sense they translated here as without factual basis, without foundation. Uh, it's the energy of the Lord. We become influenced by a certain energy of the Lord and we think we have a relationship with this particular body. That's what's called Maya. Uh, And so, this false ego is perceived in many forms. It says in 17, the mind, speech, life airs, body faculties, all this complex that's described in the Bhagavatam uh, of false ego in Ahankara, and then which all the gross and subtle bodies, uh, uh, prana, uh, all, uh, all evolve out of that. But it says here in text 17, with the sword of transcendental knowledge sharpened by, uh, they say here, a bona fide spiritual master, by worship of a bona fide spiritual master. That's how you sharpen the sword of knowledge. Otherwise, it's dull. You keep hacking away and nothing goes away. It has to be. Uh, uh, The word that's used here uh, is upasana. The word upasana means to sit near, and it means in general worship. Uh, uh, so, so Chakravarti Thakur uh, reads it as just, just, just by, by bhakti, by bhakti upasana. But, but, but the reason I think that we use the word translate here is uh, uh, by worshiping of a bona fide spiritual master. This bhakti begins with acharya upasana, which is re- translated as approaching a spiritual master. But it means sitting nearby. That's how you get knowledge. You sit nearby. Of course, we're using modern technology, but, but, but still, it used to be in that yet. Uh, uh, so that's this, uh, this uh, upasana. Yeah, just worship. When you go to worship a deity, you have to sit near the deity. Also, that's upasana, you know. But it's it's it kind of it, it, upasana means sitting nearby with some mood of devotion or willingness to render service. So in this way, you can become you can cut this uh, knot of false ego. You can uh, re- remove it, and then. Uh, 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 live in the world in a liberated state. Uh, then the next, uh, with text 18, we're given a list. Uh, uh, real spiritual knowledge is based on the discrimination of spirit from matter. Jnanam, and then the list. Huh? Knowledge, transcendental knowledge, viveka. 
this word viveka, discrimination. Bhaktivinoda Thakur has a book called Tattva Viveka. Viveka discrimination is the is 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 guided intelligence. Notice this, notice that, see this, see that. What what is my mind? What is my false ego? It's there. You people have a false ego. They don't know it. Somebody has to point it out. Somebody has to point out uh, uh, these things. How to understand the difference between matter and spirit? We say the symptom of spirit is consciousness. Uh, and uh, consciousness is contaminated. We can't think of it as, as being separate from the body. Uh, so, uh, uh, so this is discrimination. And then there's the list of all these things you need. Uh, 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 nigama, the, 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 the scriptures, tapaha, austerity. This is a condition of knowledge. Any gathering, any knowledge requires some austerity. You have to read your textbooks. You have to go to class. <laughs> you have to, if you don't want to have any austerity, you can't practically do it. You can't even hold a job. Yeah. Uh, and there are those people. Um, uh, but 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 re- really, austerity uh, as a condition of knowledge. Uh, 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 people don't understand uh, very much our regular principles, our principles of knowledge. Then uh, pratyaksha, direct perception. Uh, that that's why people who become advanced in Krishna consciousness are convinced they have direct perception. Pratyaksha avagamam dharma. You know, you, that's what happened. Other people don't have that perception. I can't see it. Uh, well, you have to be trained to see. Uh, then uh, uh, atityam, uh, historical counts. Uh, the, 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 there's this, the nigama, uh, uh, the uh, books of knowledge, and then also the supplementary works, the Puranas, uh, Itihasas, particularly the Ramayana, the Mahabharata, uh, and then uh, Anumana logical inference. Um, there is a system of logic, part of the Vedas, that, that, uh, that uh, teaches us how to, to think about things properly. Uh, and then, uh, by, by this way, uh, 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 you, ca- you can uh, r- realize Brahman, uh, and that everyone that, that that's Brahman is defined as that which being known all else becomes known uh, uh, and uh, that's that's the reveals everything they mention time here the time factor this is the invincible power of God you can't do, we have fantasies about time travel but so far there's no <laughs> there's been no luck with that one it's only a fantasy so now now with text 19 we start to talk about brahman and they use the example here gold alone is present before it's manufactured into gold products Gold alone remains after the product's destruction, and gold alone is the essential reality while it's being utilized under various designations. Nobody throws gold away. If you have something made of gold, you always melt it down and make something else. It's, it, it always is this, this, it's, it's the immutable metal. Gold never rusts. I mean, that's, that's one reason it's precious. Even silver will tarnish, but gold doesn't even tarnish. So, it, so therefore, it always sort of stands for spiritual reality, and that's what makes it precious. It's very useful, and, and if you have something gold, you can dust it off, but that's all you have to do. 
uh, it'll it'll stay so it's like that. So it takes various forms. It's manufactured, but it's always precious, no matter what. And, and so uh, he says here, similarly, I'm there before the creation, during creation, after destruction. These are the 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 substantial cause there. And here uh, we have these ideas. Uh, the Bhagavatam and the second canto, there's the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam, 2, 9, 32 through 5. And they're also quoted and translated in some different way by Prabhupada in, uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila 1, uh, 53 through 6. This is basically the idea of how uh, Krishna is both one with and different from his creation. And that's uh, that understanding, to some extent, all the Vaishnavas understand this in one way or another. Uh, and uh, Lord Chaitanya taught it a certain way, and that is, our, our teaching is called a Chinja Beta Abeda Tattva. Uh, uh, that formulation, a Chinja Beta Beta Tattva, is actually done by Jiva Goswami. It's, 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 because remember, we have Lord Chaitanya as digested by the six Goswamis. They understood him and then they present him. The Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, uh, and all, all the other works of Rupa Goswami and Jiva Goswami. This is, this is, the, the, they, they really codified, codified his, at his instruction, was told to codify his teachings and, and, and uh, and, and, and present it. So that's a chincha beta beta tattva. Uh, as Prabhupada says it, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. So that's, just say it to yourself all the time, that's your koan, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. He includes the world, but he transcends it. Uh, and... Uh, this is the and it's it's the relation between Krishna and his energies, which is see the 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 classic definition of Brahman is ekam eva advitiya Brahman is that besides which there is no second thing, and then the way uh, Shankaracharya deals with it is to say that there is no second thing and really. To deny that Brahman has energies. And that's really, even the people that think they're following Shankaracharya don't believe it. I once gave, gave a, a paper at a scholarly convention with all these, all these uh, scholarly conference, it was later printed and, and, and published in a book, uh, Gods of Flesh, Gods of Stone. And in that paper, I said, that this is what Shankara says, that the Absolute Transcendent has no energies. These are scholars who had studied Shankara, and it was news to them. And so then I pulled out a few quotations, you know, when I did the written version of the paper again, took it into account that they didn't know what Shankara said. But he says it. It's shocking that he says it because Brahman is defined as Janma Dasyataha, that from which everything comes. The first, that's the second sutra of the Brahma Sutra. Atato Brahma Gignasa, first sutra. First, we, we, uh, 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 we, we uh, should understand Brahman. Second sutra, what is Brahman? Janma Dasyataha, that from which everything comes. But then Shankara is so clever that if you get a little farther, you find out what he's saying is nothing comes from Brahman. He denies the sutra. That's what he does. Uh, uh, so uh, that 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 that's what Brahman has no energies. That is Mayavad philosophy. He is not Janmadasi Yataha. Because there is no asya, <laughs> uh, no janma. It's just one thing. There's just Brahman. Uh, uh, so, uh, so that's 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 why for us Vedanta means 
defining or understanding the relationship between the Krishna and his energies. And there are varieties of energies, internal, external, and marginal. And then we, we, then this is what we explore in the Bhagavad Gita. But nothing is different from Krishna. So yeah, he's one without a second. Ekam eva adityaya, that besides which there is no second thing. But there are varieties, vishesha, our philosophy is called savvishesha. There are varieties within Brahman. And what are these relationship of these varieties with each other? That's personalism, and that's what all our uh, founder acharyas, Madhvacharya, Nimbarka, Ramanuja, Vishnu Swami, they've all have expressed this in different ways, and then that was synthesized by Lord Chaitanya. We're not going to even get to today's verse, I'm just <laughs> reviewing. Uh, uh, so, anyway, this has been describing the absolute truth. Uh, Uh, then he says, that which did not exist in the past and will not exist in the future also has no existence of its own for the period of its duration. That's the temporary nature of the things that we see, but is only a superficial designation. Merely a vyapadesha, a, a, a representation. In my opinion, whatever is created or revealed by something else is ultimately only that other thing. In other words, when we have perception of Krishna, we have direct perception. It's not indirect. Knowing Krishna is something like knowing yourself. Can you deny your own existence? Is it possible? Who's denying? And what you're denying is your own existence. What what, you're, what that's dealing with is your own existence as a conscious being. You cannot deny that you are conscious. You cannot deny that you're denying. That's certitude. You have it. Knowing Krishna something like that. We're contiguous with Krishna in that way. That's when we say part and parcel of Krishna. Uh, we are part of Krishna's energy and so we can know Krishna in that way. So we'll get up to today's verse 22. Uh, we get, we're going up to 20, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah 20. So that that's today's verse, right? This this three thing, vijnanam etadriyavastamanga guna trayam karana karya kartri samanvayena vyatkarena vyatikare katascha inaiva turiyena tariva satyam. This, by the way, there's a mistake uh, in the Veda base. Uh, uh, this the term is karana karya kartri, and the the and karya has a long a. Uh, uh, it's in the Devanagari, but the the Devanagari on the Veda base is wrong, <laughs> but in the book it's a it's a it's a long a karya, karana karya kartri. Uh, so this says the material mind, this is the translation here, manifests itself in three phases of consciousness, wakefulness, sleep, and deep sleep, which are products of the three modes of nature. The mind further appears in three different roles, the perceiver, the perceived, and the regulator of perception. Thus the mind is manifest variously through these threefold designations. But it is the fourth factor, existing separately from all this, that alone constitutes the absolute truth. So here the word is used here, Turya, the fourth. Here it's in the uh, instrumental case, by means of the 
the turiya that the satyam is perceived. Uh, so here it's saying uh, now there's a different way of understanding this. Uh, I'm going to read you Banu Swanami's translation, which is simpler. Uh, he bases it uh, on just on the uh, uh, commentary Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, which he, he translates. So his translation is uh, O Uddhava intelligence has three states. So say he say here uh, that's that's Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, reading of the word Vijnana. Jnana means knowledge. Vijnana is a kind of all-purpose. In, the V is intensifier. So jnana, vijnanam, uh, direct perception. Jnana, theoretical knowledge. Vijnana, uh, scientific knowledge. It's actually, if you if you want to translate the uh, uh, English word science into uh, modern Sanskrit, you'd use vijnana. So it's ascertained or experienced knowledge. Uh, so they say here, vijnana, uh, the, the mind. Uh, you notice the word for word, the mind, vijnana, the mind whose symptom is full knowledge. <laughs> uh, so th- this is mind which which has uh, this awareness, you might say. Uh, Conscious awareness, I, I would say, began in this case is probably conscious awareness, uh, exists in three conditions, three states. That is waking consciousness, uh, which is uh, uh, what we got. Then when you're asleep and dreaming, the dreaming sleep, when they say sleep, dreaming sleep, there you can remember sometimes your dreams, what you have. And then deep, dreamless sleep, which you have no memory of. So these are the three states of consciousness that we undergo. But the one that we don't really come into contact with or have awareness of, but which is a state of consciousness. (laughs) How can you be unconscious of consciousness? But when consciousness expands, then you start to when it becomes clear, you get the garbage. So you get rid of the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance as those goes down. You know, then at least sattva is is there. And then that sattva becomes further purified in the, what we call Vishuddha sattva. Then you can be conscious during deep dreamless sleep and, and even, you know, beyond that. You don't ever fall asleep. <laughs> Uh, this is the so these three are the products of three modes of nature and then uh, then they want to do here also karanam uh, karya and kartri Uh, 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 and this uh, is another way of the three Three things being there, uh, the the because uh, they give this adiyatma, adibuta, and adidaiva, uh, the nature of uh, the self, uh, the nature of gross matter, and the nature of they call it the producer adidaiva, the deva system, the system of the devas or of the Lord, uh, the body. Uh, uh, the, the mind uh, and, and uh, the controller of both. Prabhupada defined knowledge. Knowledge means to know what is matter, what is spirit, and what is the controller of both. Uh, so it says. Uh, the mind further appears in three different roles to perceive the perceived the regulator of perception this is the the, the controller of attention is actually the super soul this is ex- described by Krishna in the second canto 
we don't see anything without Krishna seeing it first. We don't hear anything without Krishna seeing it first. And he, it is he who directs our attention. I'm situated in everyone's heart. From me comes remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. What you notice, what you don't notice, what you see, what you don't see, is actually controlled by buddhi. That's why devotional service is called buddhi yoga. So in buddhi you can see that. And then he says, dadami buddhi yogam tam. I give them the buddhi by which they can come to me. I destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. Here it is in the this verse in the Bhagavatam, so much simpler in the Bhagavad Gita. But it's really the the same uh, same thing here. And so that uh, this drawing our attention to this turiya, the fourth factor, which constitutes the. Uh, absolute state. That fourth, so Banuswami, O Uddhava, intelligence has three states, waking, dreaming, and deep sleep, which arises from the condition of cause, effect, and doer. Everything arises by knowledge which pervades the other states. So there is this knowledge. That fourth state is realized by samadhi. That's, that's how this follows the the uh, Vishnu Chakravarti's uh, uh, under, understanding of that. Uh, so Vishnu Chakravarti says here his purport. He says. Text. This is text uh, eighteen. Right? Twenty, right? Excuse me. Yeah, that's, 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 that's. Uh, he says, having explained that the effect is none other than the cause, the Lord now states that which is revealed is none other than the revealer. Vijnana uh, means intelligence. Intelligence has three states, waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. See, that, that's what intelligence governs. The states of mind is governed by buddhi. Whole mind sets. There are sometimes people undergo uh, not just religious, but conversions, where you live in a different world. Uh, this famous philosopher, uh, 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 Kuhn, uh, t- talked about scientific revolutions where the whole you have got a new theory and reorganizes your whole experience you know you under, it's like a revolution you live in a different world uh, the cause of these states uh, of consciousness are the items called adhyatma uh, cause, effect, adiputa, and doer, adidaivam. The effect of these three is the universe of the three states of consciousness. Uh, so this is here. The fourth state, pervasive knowledge by which all things arise in succession, is real. And then he quotes from the Katu Upanishad, After the Lord shines, all things shine. And by his illumination, all things shine. So that 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 that's when it says in the Bhagavatam that uh, that sometimes you can see this universe the same way that God sees it. Illumination means we get illuminated by God so that everything shines. You see the world the way God sees it. Um, the Lord is the eye of the eye, the ear of the ear, the mind of the mind. Quotes from the Tattariya Upanishad. So everything actually is revelation. But you know, our revelation is clouded now because we see goodness, passion, and ignorance. But if you ask you say, oh, you can see, you can, you, you can see this desk. How did you do that? That's pretty good. You know, you have that power to actually see something and know it. How did you do that? 
And I got to say, I have no idea how I did that. It's pretty far out, huh? Just to be able to see something. People are trying to, you know, make something like it happen, but, you know, by technology. But how did you do it? But there's, you know, when you make, even make these f f cameras, you know, digital cameras that are so good, nobody's at home. There's no perceiver until a living being comes and looks at it. So, Vishnu Chakravarti, we cannot realize the fourth state except by special knowledge. That state is revealed by samadhi. Uh, that's that's how he takes this uh, uh, this uh, this uh, verse here. Uh, how to realize this this uh, turiya, this uh, fourth uh, state. And that will have to end. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is knowledge being given to us by very advanced people. But the only way to understand it is by following the method that they give us. First of all, get rid of passion and ignorance in your life. <laughs> Clean up the consciousness. And then you can see, and then you can be aware that you're seeing as that you are being seen <laughs> at the same time. And then everything starts to look really different. That, that's what Krishna consciousness is, the constant awareness of the presence of this all-pervading knowledge, which then directs and guides. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and uh, what is its use? You know, you have that kind of knowledge. Can you monetize it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but by then you wouldn't bother want to bother with that part. <laughs> but you might be able to come up with some inventions. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Because unless you can you can show somebody, you know, this is how we're going to make money for you, nobody's going to invest in it, right? <laughs> That's because it's the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance is predominating. I mean, Albert Einstein thought he was, he was worshipping the god of Spinoza, which is basically, again, the, the cosmic organism. But he couldn't really get the money to prove it until he could, you know, so he could blow up Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <laughs> he could, you know, somebody, government would want it or somebody would want it or you could, you know. That's the problem. Then only then are they impressed by what you know. But they're not so much, you know, if they all became interested in Spinoza, that would be pretty good. That at least would be... You know, <laughs> moving in the right direction. <laughs> Anything? Any questions or comments? Yeah, here. Okay, go ahead. You're, t you're talking about um, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's um, commentary that the fourth state, the revealer, is revealed through samadhi. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could talk about the word samadhi. Like usually we think of samadhi as fully absorbed in Krishna. Yeah. But uh, I know that the word sama means equal. So what does the word samadhi actually mean and how does it reveal Krishna? Samadhi. The, the Sanskrit word samadhi is this prefix sam. And then the word adi with a long a, some adi. Uh, and the uh, dictionary definition putting together, joining or combining with. That's what it means. Uh, when, when it's. Uh, so the way it's used, uh, just a union a whole, a, then it becomes completion, accomplishment, conclusion, 
Uh, another word is proof in some some uh, some literature, uh, and then then it gives the definition. I'm just reading from the Sanskrit dictionary here. The Moner Williams. They track down all the different ways the word is used in different literature. Intense intense application or fixing the mind on. So, but it does have the idea of consciousness and joining. Now, of course, then there are people who want to say very influenced by Buddhism, the philosophy of consciousness without an object. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's not how it, it and intense application. Remember, when it's used, it comes to pro- this prominence in the yoga system, there is an object. Because it's intense concentration on on, on on Ishvara, as one of the, you know. So intense application or fixing the mind, tense attention. How can you be attentive to what? Evening, and then they give the uh, definition: concentration of the thought, profound or abstract meditation. To abstract means to withdraw, so you withdraw the senses from the sense objects. You concentrate the mind. Uh, Intense contemplation of any particular object as so as to identify the completor with the object meditated upon. This is the eighth or last stage of yoga. So that's how it's used in the Yoga Sutra. Although, again, it doesn't mean... Now, there is union, because I'm... When I, when I know Krishna, I know somebody that is like myself. When I'm spirit and I know matter, I know something that is unlike myself. Uh, uh, when you know Krishna, then you know something is like yourself. And then when you know Krishna, you start to also see everything in relationship to Krishna. It's a different way of seeing. So there's, there's, we say savishesha, there are, a vi- the word vishesha just means a, a, like a particular, something that can be named because it's different from other, very, probably calls it variety. There's variety in Brahman. So that I'm, I'm, I'm alike Krishna in one sense. Of course, we give uh, quantitatively the, uh, different qualitatively the same the, the, between the jiva and the supreme lord of course that's not a chincha if I'm alike and identical in quality and different in quantity that's completely comprehensible so that's not really a strict definition of a chincha beta beta tattva because you can conceive it yeah same in one respect different in another uh, but uh, uh, and then, of course, the Buddhists, because originally Buddha was a Hindu, uh, <laughs> and the original Buddhist texts are, are in Sanskrit, they also use the word samadhi. Uh, and samadhi is the last stage of dhyana in, 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 in Buddhist thought. So that's, that's how... Uh, but but the, the actual means is yeah, samadhi, putting together. Sama and Adi, the word Adhi, uh, uh, it just means, uh, I don't know, one, one, one word is, uh, is eagerness, oh, that's with a long eye, it, thought, care, reflection, also by itself means anxiety, pain, you know. If you ever try to take your mind off of a pain, <laughs> it grabs your attention. <laughs> Doesn't it? Uh, when you're in anxiety, you're always thinking of something, aren't you? I mean, that's that's how anxiety with relation to Krishna becomes a force source of strong feelings of separation that, that, that increases attention. Uh, anyway, so this is thought or care, adi, with a long samadhi. But the word, the word "some," 
the prefix sum all also is a kind of purpose as a all a purpose intensifier. Sankirtan, the same Sankirtan that's really complete or full. So Adi means attention that's full and complete. But the actual root meaning of the word Samadhi is bringing together. So is Sankirtan bringing together. It has both of these senses, this Sam. Okay? So, so the Sama isn't really... Uh, Equality. It's more like Sam and Sankirtan. No, means. together with. Yeah, union. It doesn't mean ident- identical. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't necessarily mean mean uh, equality. Mm-hmm. But but bringing close. Yeah. Okay? So there it is, theism right in the word. <laughs> okay, well, we got very far. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we won't, uh, we'll try not to skip any more classes like that. Except for in two weeks. Huh? Except for in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, we got to go off again. Anyway, so next time we do. 21. 21. A little bit of progress. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.